Hey everyone, this is John. This is Aquarius. And this is the Nintendo Show, the best damn Nintendo podcast on the internet. We are back. Yeah, baby. Um, we, Ryan hasn't been with us for a few weeks now. He, I got nothing this time. Um, I thought he was dead. He hasn't, yeah, maybe he's dead. He hasn't played a lot of Zelda. Uh, I did see that uh, he, he had been playing earlier today, so he wanted to get a little bit more time in, because we're going to have a big talk about Zelda. Right here, right now, this is happening. Strap in. Tears of the Kingdom came out, and we put some time into it. You probably clocked the most time of any of us so far. Yeah, all the three of us, definitely. Because I, I, uh, I got into it, uh, I did a little um, Final Fantasy VI micro show last I week. I heard about that. And the uh, I, I got into it then, um, how my hands were, were hurting me. Uh, but I'd been feeling better. I didn't actually start playing Breath of, or Tears of the Kingdom until the Monday after it came out. But I was able to spend some serious time with it today. Um, but hey, let's let's, uh, let's just kick it off. What what's been your general approach to playing the game? Are you trying to do everything? Are you focusing on certain things at uh, at a time? I uh, well, here's here's the general issue that I was having with the game was I kept on wandering around and then proceeding to get my ass royally kicked. Oh no. My corpse is littered across Hyrule. Just just everywhere. Just littered. Um, this, this game doesn't hold back. Mm. And they've introduced a lot of new enemies. And so you had to figure out some new stuff here and there. And a lot of the random exploration that you do tends to find enemies that you were not prepared for. Yeah, it's... Um, for me, one of the really positive things about the game is it just finds more ways to surprise you, including but not limited to new enemy types. Like, even just really basic enemies. There were a couple of times where, you know, I just went somewhere, areas that I was probably pretty familiar with uh, before, and then just populated with something different that you'd never seen before in a Zelda game. Like, what the fuck is that? And just start going in the other direction. Yep. It's just, it's terrifying. And some of the camps even have, like, a lot of enemies in it. Mm. Like, I wasn't even expecting it. Like, one of the Skyview Towers you go to is a base of Boblicans. I mean, there's just, mm. there's just a bunch of them in there. You have to fight through a little tower of them, and then there's just a base of them in there. Now, there have been, uh, in, in Breath of the Wild, and we, we should get into the specifics, the, the Skyview Towers work... Uh, very similarly to the towers in Breath of the Wild. Yep. You have your, your map shrouded out. When you get to the tower, you're able to expose that region of the map so that it's a little bit easier to explore around. Um, in Breath of the Wild, there were a couple of towers that acted as sort of enemy bases as well. And some of the, the Skyview Towers, and I, I haven't been to many of them. I've only gotten four so far. But there have been one or two where it's actually like, okay, here's here's a puzzle that you have to solve. It's not working properly. Find out why it's not working properly mm -hmm. and fix it. Yeah. There was one interesting one that did that. We had to go below from a cave and find a guy. Mm -hmm. it, 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 yeah, there's stuff going on with that one. Well, my, my general approach uh, to start out with... Um, First of all, you you start out uh, in a tutorial section. There's a, a narrative sequence that happens. You get put on this sky island, and it's basically like a uh, a great plateau. Yep. Uh, intro where you're stuck in the space. You're not going to be able to get off, uh, and you're going to proceed through shrine. You have to move through linearly this time. It's not like you go to f find whatever shrine you want. You're going to get things in a specific order, and learn how to use your basic skills. And once again, they really nailed the tutorial where they make it fun to go through this learning segment of the game. And even though it's linear and really similar to the way the Great Plateau uh, works out, they really make 
they, they give you fun things to do when you're up there. So it's not just, okay, now i got to run to the next place and find some enemies to work out. They, they give you like, uh, here's your shrine where you're going to learn the thing to do. And then once you get out there, you can find a few things to actually apply what you've yep. learned in there. Like uh, Things like uh, using like the mine carts and reuniting the Koroks and things like that. Uh, but then, once you're through there, you get put back into Hyrule. You land in Central Hyrule, in the very middle of the map, which may, may you know, for some people, uh, that that's where like the, the the climax of Breath of the Wild happens. So some people might not have gone to Central Hyrule till really late in the game, but it's uh, it's populated by a lot of uh, uh, guardians, which are no longer a part of Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. But my general approach, once I got to the, the surface there was like, okay, well, well there's a couple of things you have to go through before they really let you loose. I'm like, okay, we're going to find the tower. And then when I find a tower in any given region, like, or now I'm going to place down all of the stamps for the things I want to check out and go through, try to find every single shrine that I can, go Korok hunting. Um, you got a lot of Koroks. Until, I, until I've really, until I feel like I've thoroughly explored any given region, like, okay, now let's go to the next one. And Tears of the Kingdom does sort of nudge you toward the direction of uh, Hebra, where the Rido hang out. Um, so say like, hey, there, there's something happening over there. Maybe you should go look at that. But I, I figured, like, no, I'm going to go north. So I went up uh, to the north of Hyrule, because my overall goal at the, at the time was, like, okay, I'm going to go north and work my way east to go to Akala, because I really like that region. It's really in, cool. In Breath of the Wild. Um, so I started doing that, got the tower, started putting down all my markers, and what I wanted to do was uh, thoroughly explore that area as well before I started trying to work my way east. Um, but I couldn't find a way to get into... Uh, the the Lost Woods. Um, when I tried to you know, walk in, it kicks you out. If you don't drop in from the sky, uh, you, you die. You can't do it that way. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I have to approach it from the the depths. Maybe i got to find a way to work, work my way up into it. And it was around that time, just a couple of days ago, and we're going to get into the depths in a minute here because we can spend a lot of time, where... I started to, to really figure out how that worked. You get a quest early on where it's pretty much like, go to this chasm, check this out. You kind of get the tutorial of this is how you're going to move around in this uh, new area available in the world. And um, I did a little bit in there and then I left. And then when I'd figured out, like, well, maybe maybe I should try to get into a Lost Woods from underneath, from the depths. That's when I started to figure out, okay, well, the shrines on the overworld are going to correspond to the little roots that you have to use in order to light up areas of the depths. And I am so mad that you discovered this because I have spent hours, mm. hours in the depths. Like the majority of my game time is the depths. And just always looking for those, I call them seeds. I don't know what else to call those stupid root things. Right, right, right. I, I call them seeds. Right, and you can, you can spot them. Yeah, like, you can, yeah, they glow a little bit, so you can spot them and everything. But, I mean, there's so many times where I'm just like, where the fuck is the next seed? Hmm. This is pitch black. I just can't, I can't do this. I'm, I'm running out of bright seeds to chuck around. I, if I knew the shrine correlation, it would have made things well, so much easier. I didn't put it together until I was you know, up in uh, North Hyrule, and there was a shrine pretty near the tower, 
And I forget the name of it. But then I went down into the depths and I found a... It was very near the chasm. So I found the the route near the entrance by, by of the By the way, if you're listening to this podcast, there's going to be litter spoilers. I'm not holding back here. All right? So yeah. There's going to be some spoilers. I'm going to try not to spoil, like, big quest line things. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil aspects of the game that are in here. Um, I mean, we, there, there's a possibility we touch on spoilers, but we're up to the... We're, we're basically... Oh, what do you think? Up to like twenty hours in, thirty hours in, maybe like, depending on how you're playing the game, we're not super far. No, we're not. So, uh, when when you so it's gonna be spoilers for those who haven't played any of the game. Yeah, when when you start the game, they give they basically give you four markers on the map, like, hey, here's stuff going on in Hyrule. Go and check it out. And we've done we've both done one of those four. So yeah, the same one as yeah as, as far as like the mainline story, that's kind of what I'm aware of at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when uh, I went down into the, the chasm in North Hyrule and immediately found a root, and I was like, the name of this root looks almost exactly like the name of the shrine I just did. And then it was flipped up to the overworld map and then flipped down to the uh, depths map. And I was like, yep, that's in the same exact spot. And then I went, uh, I, I looked in uh, Central Hyrule to some of the roots and shrines that I found there. And like, yep, there's two more that correspond exactly. And uh, every, um, I've only like looked at, uh, found two or three more roots since then, but every single one corresponds to a shrine. And it's like the name of the shrine backwards. It's going to be so helpful now. Yeah. Finding future roots and also just finding shrines. Because mm-hmm. I haven't done a whole lot of above ground exploring. I've only done enough to expose a few towers and hit a couple of key points. But I haven't like gone and explored in depth in a any region mm. um and i definitely plan on doing that but it's going to be extremely helpful both ways depending if i find a shrine or a root first in order to find a correlation to that 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 is a fun that is a really helpful tip i think um about uh, that so, correlation and like and uh when i discovered this this correlation that's when i figured it was just uh yesterday or the day before um that i was like okay well at this point, I'm just still kind of figuring out how the game works. Let's do some of like the main questy stuff um, for podcast purposes, just so I can catch up a little bit and figure out how the the, the bulk of the the gameplay is going to work uh, before we talk about it. So I made a beeline for a couple more towers. Um, did the first a uh, little bit of the main quest line. And then I started like marking all over the map. Okay, now I'm going to go through here. So over the next uh, couple of days, I'm going to find um, the last tower that I need to find, the sort of in the general northwest of Hyrule. And I'm going to start playing like I normally do, where I explore around and find all the, the interesting stuff that I want to look at. And then I'll head back into the depths and find all the corresponding things in there. Because moving around in uh, the, the main overworld, is very, very similar to Breath of the Wild. You're interacting with the game in a lot of the same ways. The combat, they're going to add stuff. Uh, you have your, your different powers, like the your your um, your hand, your ultra hand. The gun hand, the your fusion, fuse, the, the ascend. They give you a ton of different like things to mess around with and build. Uh, you're, you're warping around. Your weapons are breaking the same way, but you confuse them with uh, other weapons or parts that you collect from powerful enemies to, to give yourself upgraded weapons. Uh, they're super generous with arrows. 
Um, instead of having different types of errors, you're fusing them with different uh, like food items or things that to, to give them their, their, their powers or enemy parts to give new powers. So they give you a ton of different ways to interact with an overworld that you're probably pretty familiar with if you play through Breath of the Wild. But then what they do to further mix things up is they give like these, these sky islands to move around in. And then there's this whole... Depths. The, it's this whole extra map. Um, and the, that, that encompasses, like, that covers the entire, like, underground of Hyrule. My exploration of the depths is the reason why I started branching out a little bit in weird ways in the above ground. Because the depths is fucking brutal. Mm. Um, in early game, when you have, like, three hearts and barely any stamina and everything like that. Because not only does everything hit you like a truck even in the first initial little area, but they inflict gloom on you. And mm -hmm. so you lose a max heart until you go to a route where you go to the above ground. Yep. Um, and so you end up just getting crippled throughout the place. Um, and there's a lot to look around at, and it's mostly like dead open spaces and then just highlight points. And some of these highlight points are really fucking helpful, and they're really, really good. So the depths exploration really helps you a lot with your overall exploration. Um, because, here's a, a spoiler, your last power that you don't get from the Sky Island tutorial is called Ultra Build. Uh, Auto Build, not Ultra. Uh, Auto Build. And it is incredibly helpful. And it's only it's found in the depths. And there is a, a quest that you can get in your main little camp thing to tell you how to find it. I found it just by my random exploration because I love the depths. Um, but it will auto-build things that you have built in the past and you unlock more schematics as you go through different quests and explore different areas. And so, like, instead of, like, just throwing everything together every time you find stuff, um, it will automatically put them together the way you want them based on a saved build that you've already done or a schematic. Or if you're in a situation and you don't even have any of those items, the zone eye pieces, in order to build something... You'll actually will spend the new resource Zonite um, in order to just create that item there for you. And so it makes exploration a lot easier when you're like, I need to get up on that cliff. Let me just build the balloon real quick, throw a flame thing in it, and I can just get right up on that cliff really easily. Um, or I need to get across this quickly. There's no horse nearby. Let me just build a quick little hovercraft, and I can get across this little lake easily. So it's just really easy to do that. And then you get you also start implementing it for combat purposes. I haven't really used it for that, but there are like little automatic things that will hunt down enemies, and you can load up one of the Zonai weapons on it, and it will hunt down enemies and attack for you. So you get this little attack drone. You can just drop that wherever you want. And so there, there's so much implication there's so many things you could do with that auto build power and it is incredibly helpful pretty much if you haven't started this game yet or have just started and you're very early in it my basic recommendation would be to stay in the middle central area get some um shrines get a little beefy build up some resources get a lot of those blight uh bright flower things that you need explore some caves caves are fucking awesome in this game mm. And then it's one of the, uh, for me, one of the big additions to the overworld is just like, hey, here's a well you drop down. Here's uh, a, one of those little jackalope things that you chase into a cave and there's stuff in there. There's always stuff in the cave. There's always a reason to go in the cave. And they're so generous with information because when you found like all the things of note in that cave, they just give you a little check mark. It's so handy. Right? It is so good. 
And then those little the little glowing frogs that are in there with those mm. bubble whatever, that's yeah, the, a resource to use. So one thing about the game that's a bit overwhelming at first is there's so many different currencies. Yes. Because you have like the little bubble frog currency, and you have rupees, and you have the zonite, and you have uh, the 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 orb things that you put into little gotcha machines yep. and, and get all your, your capsule toy parts and pieces that you can use to build. It's great to like have all that stuff on hand, but like just getting into the game, you're like, okay, how, and then you have your, your spirit orbs to build your heart and your stamina. Like how many different currencies are we going to have here, fellas? There's a lot going on. Yeah. Th- this is a, a game where I've pretty much set aside like the, the, the month of May, June, July, like, Zelda is going to be the main game for these two and a half, three months. Like This is probably going to expand into August, September. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Okay, so stay in your little area, get a little beefy, get some resources going, um, and then get to the depths. When you feel comfortable enough with the game and the way it is, and you're and get to the depths. Mine the crap out of Zonite. You need a lot of Zonite. Oh, always, and always fuse your weapons. Always fuse your weapons. As soon as you, as soon as you get a, a weapon, find something in your inventory, whether it's like an enemy uh, horn, or if you've beaten up any powerful enemies, like grab like a, a tooth or something. Always fuse your weapon because it's going to make it last longer, and it's going to give you some time. Sometimes going to double the power yeah. of your weapon, and it'll even tell you when you like hover above that item in your inventory how much power it's going to give mm-hmm. to your weapon. But get to the depths, get some zonite, find that auto build. And there are other locations in the depths called forges. And these forges, um, I don't know how quickly they replenish their supply. If it's like every blood moon or if it's every couple of days or whatever. I don't know. But they sell a another currency. It's the, the little triangle refined zonite. Mm. And that is what you use in order to expand your battery. And, and the batteries are going to make your contraptions last longer. They have exactly. a certain amount of power, and your battery's got to recharge, and you can do it again. Get get beefy with mm-hmm. that stuff. You don't have to go crazy. I have I just unlocked like my fifth battery, full battery or whatever. Um, and it doesn't take very long because if you're just exploring the depths, there are mines that have a ton of zonite. Enemies drop zonite. There are certain enemies that are literally these little frog things that will drop zonite when you kill them. I mean, they're they're just fucking everywhere in the depths. Um, I always have some zonite on you, on you for that auto build, and it just helps a lot when you have a couple of builds that you're like, this is good to get around in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a full build hovercraft that I can fly really high, and then I have my little balloon that just goes straight up really high, and then I have my bike that I can ride across uh, flat planes, and I have my ATV that is good for bumpy surfaces. Like, I, I got my set builds, and it's, it's really handy, and People are abusing these auto-build things in horrible, horrible ways. Like building little robots to walk around on. Mm-hmm. And Have you seen any YouTube videos for this Korok war crimes? <laughs> or oh, she, uh, the Korok space program? Uh, uh, a, fr- a friend of mine at work uh, had showed me one of like the, the, the Korok uh, oh. little contraptions that uh, somebody had built. Oh, those, those poor Koroks. They're not doing nothing to I, nobody. They're just hanging just out. Straight up war. I saw one. Someone built a construction where they're literally on a, like a stick and they're rotating above them, like five of them above an open flame. Like one. But, but just like <laughs> the, the, the amount of like weird and silly and useful stuff that you can do. It's like super impressive that they made a game that just gives you this much uh, freedom to do whatever you want to do and 
like it, it doesn't just implode on itself. Yeah. I think one of the reasons for the Blood Moon is to give you that like that clean slate to, to reset things so it doesn't have to hold these things in memory for very long. But like at, at this point, if there are like developers out there that are like looking to make um, like action open world RPG kind of games, like if it's not Nintendo or From Software, just give up, guys. This is it's just. just this is insane what they've done. Just do something else. This is this is absolutely nuts what they've done. And I even I mean, there are things I still haven't found with the Zone Night shit. I mean, it's it's barely scratching the surface. The the things that people have put hours in these games. I saw one person. It's just starting to make sense why it took six years. I, I saw one person. They built this little automated hovercraft. So they turned it on and flew up, and they went above the enemies. And when they got above the enemies, it dropped a second piece that drove around on its own, hunting down attacking enemies. So there was one on the air attacking people, and there was one on the ground attacking people. <laughs> and he just stood there and watched. He didn't need to do a damn thing. It was, It's terrifying what people are building with these. I saw one, just a tower of cannons. They just dropped it with this one guy running at him, and just fired 12 cannons at him right in his face. And I'm just like, dear God, that's... Impressive that that sort of stuff even works. Oh god, it, it it's it's so wacky. And the... remember, like years back when there was like when Mario Maker was new, and everyone's like, "Oh, there should be Zelda Maker." Why isn't there a Zelda Maker game? Well, kind of is now. We found it. <laughs> Here it is. We got it. Oh my god! But um, like you're saying, you can spend a whole lot of time down the depths because it's just a, a second map, like the the Sky Island, um, and we'll we'll get to those. It's like another section of the map. Like you have like three maps like layered on top of each other, and the Sky Islands are up the top. And there's like a decent amount of stuff to do up there, but it's, lot, but it's but... not nearly the same sort of real estate that you get out of either one of the other maps. No. And the depths, they're the reason why I say to get a little bulky before you go down there is because one, the enemies are really tough. You have, have you seen a frox yet? Oh yeah. Like, fuck yeah. that thing. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, nah, not right now. I bumped into ob- obsidian frocks. I said, fuck that, and ran. Mm, like, it's just terrifying. Um, but there's just shit like that down there. Um, but there's not a lot of regular resources. Like, you can get some weapons, mostly skeleton limbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, you can't. there's not a good way to replenish your flower for light down there. Or arrows. I mean, it, it's kind of scarce, and there's so much time that you have to spend. It. it is just a resource and time dump in the depths. So you gotta be like, I'm doing this for a little bit. Like it, it's, yeah. It, but it all weaves together very well. Like what you're saying. Like you, there, there are things that you can, uh, you should be doing in the depths where it ties into. You get a lot of those those, those bright flowers yep. from caves up in the overworld. So, you know, you spend some time in the overworld, you stock up on your resources, like you're saying, then you go down to the depths and you use them. Down the depths is a good spot to find bomb flowers, because they're yep. pretty scarce in the overworld. I mean, you can find them at a decent rate. And those uh, mud blooms? Uh-huh, yeah. Those are really helpful as well. Yeah, yeah. So, they they do a good job of making, like, these different resources available in one area. That's sort of like, it, it encourages you to engage with all sorts of different aspects of the game. Uh, in order to be really successful with the rest of them, um, but yeah, I, I have I have not spent too much time in the depths. Like I was saying, when when I get the sort of segments of the overworld taken care of, I'm gonna flip down there and start going there because like uh, uh, I have enough posts where I can buy a piece of gear, but I haven't gone and done that yet, and I haven't really discovered. I, I haven't expanded any of my batteries yet. Um, 
I got a bit, I got quite a few hearts though. But I gotta start working on my stamina too. I gotta start working on my stamina and my batteries. Now that um, again, again, we're we're going to spoilers up to the first story. So now that I'm done with the first dungeon, there are dungeons in this game. Yep. I can start getting back to like the the exploring, and that um. That lead up to the dungeon was really, really great. So yeah. you have to go through the, the all, all these sky islands. All bulk of the the sky islands in that area are the stuff that leads up to the dungeon. You have to be using your your gust power with your little bird buddy, whose yep. name Tur- Turin. I think I think that's his name. Um, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's he's a good kid. He'll um, he'll basically like give you a, a, a gust forward in the direction that you choose, so that you can have some momentum going into your I glide. Just get that power so soon; it's so helpful. I've abused that thing in the depths. Just just every chance I get, I'm like, I'm using this. <laughs> and and the way that like you're using that, you're using your ascend power a lot in there. Ascend's my favorite. I fucking love Ascend. Which is funny because I, I use it a lot when I'm just kind of exploring around, but then when I was actually in the dungeon, like, trying to, like, build, like, these weird contraptions together, you're like, why don't you just use Ascend? Like, I fucking forgot how to Ascend. <laughs> God damn it. You're, like, trying to build a fan on rocks right. to get I'm high enough build, to clear build a fan tower so I can just barely clear up this cliff. Like, just, just use your magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, the the... The lead up to the dungeon really, really late. It took a long time. It actually takes like I think, uh, in like aggregate, it takes longer to work your way up to the dungeon. Than the dungeon actually takes. So this isn't isn't a complaint. It was a really no, cool segment. Essentially, the way to view that is that's part of the dungeon. Sure. It's, sure I sure. mean that's so time spent when I started that. I mean, it probably took me a little more than an hour to get it all done at the end of the day, um, which. That's a good length for a dungeon. I mean, that, that was, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, I had to leave and come back because I didn't have the cold weather gear. So I was just like eating all the peppers that I had just to make it <laughs> yep. up there. And by the time like, I got up there, I was like pulling out pots. Like, okay, I got to cook more food because the cold is killing me. And again, like uh, as obsessive as I get about marking all the things on the map, I should have just noticed that there was an armor salesman <laughs> in the Rideau Village. Like, oh, look, there's your cold weather gear right there. Um, my annoying thing that made me angry was early in the game, just like Breath of the Wild, you get into a certain point where you're just running across fields and aimlessly because, you know, you have no good transportation or anything like that. Um, and you have long distances across. And so they give you a couple of little stands here where you can build things like little wagons and stuff. And sometimes there's zone eye pieces there and stuff like that. If you don't have the little gotcha orb in mm-hmm. your inventory, so you could build things, but early in the game, you, you just have the right stuff to pretty much just launch you in one direction, and then you have to get off and move, and your battery's not very big. And so I was, I was hating um, conversing, just getting around the place. So I was like, let's get a horse. So I went searching for a horse. I'm looking all over for a horse. I finally found a horse. I'm like, all right, where's the stable? Way the fuck over there. Well, I'm not going to get this horse all the way over there. That's going to take me a while. Maybe there's a horse over there I can find. I'm looking over there. I can't find a horse. I'm struggling with these goddamn horses. And I finally get to a a tavern place, and I get my horse. I'm like, finally. I get there. I register the horse. I go, all right. Let me take the horse out. And then, boom, all my fucking horses from Breath of the Wild are sitting there in the thing. Tremendous. <laughs> no, you have I have no idea how much time I've spent. <laughs> Just angry that I don't have a goddamn horse. And then you murdered that horse. <laughs> then I shot that horse. And you cooked its remains. 
Uh, I have not engaged with anything of the, the <laughs> horses yet. It, did, it was spoiled for me before you had said anything that you could import your horses. So probably no, they were just there. Yeah. Sorry that spoiled that. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I, I'd heard about it uh, before that okay. uh, your, your horses were available um, so to, to, to carry forward. I think that there's like some sort of like point reward system going on with the stables, too. I have not, like I said, engaged with that at all to this point. And for me, like yeah. moving around quickly hasn't been an issue yet because it's just been. Um, well, because you're exploring every yeah. little nook and cranny. What, what's what's in front of me? Okay, where where am I trying to get to? That bridge. Okay. Well, that's going to take me two hours because I'm going to look at all this other shit along the way. Um, where were we? Oh, we the the lead up to the dungeon. So the, oh, this right. really cool thing. Then, then there's trampolines and you bounce around. And then like the dungeon itself is a bit more akin to a divine beast. Yep. Um, so far, we'll Even see. It kind of looks like a divine beast. Yeah, it, it basically is a divine beast. It's got the same general aesthetic. Uh, you're not doing any sort of like broad manipulation, like tilting it in a certain direction or changing the way its wings are or anything like that, like you would with a divine beast. Which was good. I thought that was really annoying. I, mean, I, I was. I just. I had such trouble with that. I would. I was fine with it. The only one that uh, really bothered me was like the the elephant because you're having like change like the water around. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, it is more, uh, it's closer to a dungeon than the Divine Beasts were, but I think like in the spectrum, it's not like in the exact middle of Divine Beast dungeons, a bit more like a Divine Beast. We'll see what happens with future dungeons. Because um, this is definitely like, the game goes, go here first. The game really pushes you towards they, that Rita. Yeah, in, in like the strongest possible terms that a game like, this, like Breath of the Wild, would push you toward it, it definitely says, like, yeah, you should go there first. You can still go wherever you want. Yeah, I, you could I've, choose to ignore that. I've looked into the Zora domain. I haven't gone in there yet because I'm like, no, no, not yet. Like, But I've looked into it. Hmm. Um, I've been at the base of uh, the, the volcano. I was in the desert for a minute. <laughs> so, but I, I get to, you get to the actual dungeon. Um, and you get this, like, this segment where you, you see Zelda and your little buddy's like, oh, look at that. And then it like, gives you control again. So I'm like, okay, cool, here we go. And I start looking around the dungeon. I'm looking around for a good 20 or 30 minutes. I'm going to find some treasure chests and I find some things. And my health is depleting constantly because it's cold up, up there. And um, I'm looking around. I was like, there's nothing. I can't really interact with anything. What's, what's going on here? And could not figure out what I was supposed to be doing. So eventually I was look up a thing and... Uh, so I was like, okay, first thing you do, go talk to your buddy again. Like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> Why couldn't he just be following me from the start? Whatever. <laughs> Fine. And then it starts to click. Okay, you got him with you. Now you can use your gust powers uh, for, for certain things and uh, turning the turbines and uh, the, the rest of what you're supposed to be doing there. And then you get to the boss fight. Take us away, Wes. <sighs> We're, we're going to full-blown spoil these things? Yeah, we've yeah. talked about it. We have, we're, we're getting into spoilers. We're getting into spoilers. Like, this is a key component of the game. Like, in Breath of the Wild, you fought the same Blight, Ganon Blights, four eight. times. Yeah. And you, you fought oh, yeah, four yeah. times, and then you had to fight them all again. Yeah, you did have to fight them all again. Well, in the DLC. If you did the DLC, you did. You didn't have to do it in the Hyrule Castle? I don't think... Did I you? Think, yeah, I think you may you have. Yeah, before you had to fight Ganon. Oh, uh, and then you had to fight him again in the DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Twelve times. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And they, they were a little different. You had the one hanging from the ceiling and popping up here and there and the one with the cannon. So they were a little different. But essentially they're the same fucking boss. But this giant fucking ice worm thing pops out of the ship with wings and legs and 
big fucking pincers and oh, they, like it's it's a Moldora, but it's like an ice version and it flies around. What are they, Crydora or something like Crygora? that? Yeah, maybe. Fucking awesome! And the second I saw this thing, I'm I'm on the edge of my couch. I'm I'm like freaking the shit out. Like I I, I was so excited. I was like, it's not a blight. Thank you, fucking <laughs> Jesus! It's not a blight. Like. How am I gonna kill this thing? And it was it was a straightforward boss. It wasn't very difficult to beat. I did die once because I was not paying attention to where I was and I plummeted to the ground and died. Because the entire fight takes place in the air. Yeah, you can't touch the ground. This this dungeon There's no was ground like, to touch. There there was a, this dungeon was like a mix of my favorite dungeon from Skyward Sword, which was the boat, and my favorite boss from Twilight Princess, which was the dragon. Mm. You're hook shutting back and forth. It was like a mix of the two of them. And they had a baby, and it was fucking Craigora, and I was so goddamn excited. And it, and it flies around, and there's weak points that you gotta shoot or crash through. Yeah, you like you're seeing her shooting them with like fire plants, and they're like, nope, that's unnecessary. Just shoot them, you're good. Save, I wanted to use the fire arrows. Save your, save them because they're too helpful just to burn. Um, yeah, it's true. It's good to light things on fire. But at one point, it's like it's below you, and like on its back, it's got these spikes, and it has a weak underbelly, and these these three points, and you have to crash. You have to kill the, the the weak underbelly thing. At one point, when you're above it, it starts shooting bits of its shell out of you, and it reveals it, and I accidentally just fell right through it, and that worked. Nice. So, just, I broke it with my face. Um, and he starts throwing tornadoes at you. I mean, it's just a fucking cool boss. Yeah. The entire time you're in the air, you're running around. Oh, you're, you're, your little Riddo buddy is with you. You're doing your little guys. He's too. helping... It was so fast-paced. It, it was such a good fight. Mm. It, was, it was a really good boss fight. I'm really excited to see what the others do. You get do. a heart container at the end of yes, it. Yes, just like the way God intended it. Yep. Which you know, I <sighs> think uh, makes a lot of sense because I, I don't know how like the, the maximum hearts are going to be. It's good. I think it's kind of implied like at the start of the game that you get like the two full rows of, of hearts. Um, I'm not sure how many that is. But it doesn't seem like there's quite as many shrines, but that might be deceptive because there there's a bunch on the ground, of course, um, and then there's a few in the sky. So maybe like combined between the two, there'll be like 120 or more because that's how many there were in Breath of the Wild. But you, you couldn't get the two full rows of hearts in Breath of the Wild. Anyway, neither here nor there because then when the, the fight's over, you get a nice little story dump. And then your little Riddle buddy sends his ghost to hang out with you. And you get a friend. And that's great. He's running around with you. Which also makes things so much easier. Because we're like, now this camp of monsters, I got this little ghost bird shooting arrows at him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so helpful. It, it's... That, that was one the of little the, guy is great. The, the, one of the best things about like working the way up to the dungeon, and like the, the couple of encounters that you have in the dungeon with enemies, is that uh, if... You know, you're attacking something. He'll uh, just like provide some little pot shots, some some little support to help you out. He doesn't do a lot of damage. There is a resource in the sky that you can get to upgrade them. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's like Sage's Will or something like that. Forget okay. the, I think that's Great. what it is. I found one. Great, another economy. Another, another economy you can use. I don't even know where to take it to upgrade them. I just, hmm. I just know that's what they do. Interesting. But yeah, they. Oh, god, god damn! It's, it's so good. I love it so much. Yeah, there's um, my thumbs are killing me because mm. I'm playing so much time into this game. But so when uh, when my hands were hurting me, I found like especially like right between like the the, the fleshy part in between your your index finger and your thumb, uh, I found that uh, 
I would take like a, a soda bottle, an empty one, fill it with some water, freeze it. And then like everyone's like sitting watching TV to kind of hold it upside down, <laughs> uh, right? Like pressing up against the thumbs and it helps. It legitimately helps to, to cool it. Cause like it's, it's probably inflammation. Yeah. For so me, it's right in my, my joints and mm. also the, um, pressing down on my left one. It, it reminds me of the days with the N64 when the analogs are turning your thumb. Oh, that's cancer. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Maybe I could get a robot thumb. You're going to die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? What else do we need to talk about with uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Oh, uh, my God. Ugh. Oh, we, do, uh, we we talked a little bit about the, the Sky Islands working the way up. Um, I've encountered uh, a bunch. I think I've pretty much done most, if not all, of the Sky Islands in the areas that I've uncovered so far. I think there are a couple of uh, outliers that I can't get to. The one thing that I've noticed is that in, in one of the, the trailers or one of the, like, the breakdowns that they did for the game before it released, it's like, hey, if you find this thing that's fallen to the ground, use your time power to rewind and take you back up to the sky. It never fucking works. You, you like launch yourself back into the air on this thing and then you're just on a thing in the middle of the air with no place to go. You know how I get to most of the Sky Islands? I just launch myself up the tower. Yep. That's really been the the best way for that I found to do it. Those little rocks are really good for exploration. Mm. Um, because you just sure. go really high in the air, and then you look around real quick, and you go, I want to go there, and then you jump and yeah. fly over there. If, if, you see any, if you see any shrines, you can mark them on your map. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's really what they mostly for some of them have gotten me up to sky tower at sky islands mm. not much but now and then I, w- I found one or two that did that but some of those sky places are dicks uh-huh. i wonder if uh now now that i've beaten the first area and cleared that like thunderhead looking thing from um from heber i wonder if any of those skylines will have changed around i should go back and look oh yeah that's a very good point you know, what's what's there now? You might be able to like go back into that dungeon. It might be exactly the same. Like there was like a treasure chest that I left behind. Yeah, you. While I was watching you finish it off, I was like, oh, I didn't find that one before. And none so. of them contained anything like super useful. It was like no, arrows. It's not, big, and, it's not worth it to go back and find it, in my opinion, unless well, you want that check on your map. When I went there, I was like, okay, well, maybe this is where I'm going to find the cold weather where. And no, it was just for sale. No, it's just right there. Oh, oh and, it, it, right it. and sure. it turned out I already had some pants. They weren't like the pants that let you move faster in the snow, but at least it would have been something. Yeah, you had the warm pants. Yeah, yeah. And you got those in the, the sky tutorial area, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds about right. A lot of, lots of gear, though. Lots mm-hmm. of, yeah, you, were, you were showing me all the gear that you've gotten. One of my favorite things is how fucking useful shields have become. Hmm. And it, I got to the point where I was like, I need to upgrade my shield capacity because I, I, I need more shields. Um, because there's a lot of really interesting combinations you can do with your shield and various items, especially the Zonai stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I stuck a, um, a rail cart to one of my shields, and that's just really helpful for shield surfing because you're on a cart now. You, I gave myself a skateboard. Nice. And it's really cool to have. I mean, they, they wreck your shield durability, so don't ever stick some of these stuff on shields that you were attached to because, like, if you put the flame uh, emitter on your shield, it will burn up your shield durability and it'll go when it goes. Um, I wonder if that's, like, context sensitive. Like, if you find a metal shield, will it still destroy the durability as quickly? I think the Zonai shields are the ones that are made 
best for those. I think mm. they last more. But the two zone ice shields I found are a lot stronger than everything I've had. So I'm like, I don't want to use them up because mm. they're just really good. Sure. Um, rockets are really great yeah. on shields. Yeah. Stick them to a shield, launch yourself in the air. Your shield doesn't break. Your rocket goes away. Great way to get away around cliffs and the high points really quickly. You don't have an ascend point. Um, I have a cannon on a shield. Good. It's kind of t- tough to aim. So you have a, you have a cool gun. I have a gun. I have a gun. So you no longer need courage. Yeah. <laughs> but the shields are... There's something you can do with a, one of the gliders, the wing thing. Yeah. I haven't quite figured that out. Um, you can attach bombs to your shield, so when you do a shield surf, it'll launch you into the air instead because <laughs> you're landing on the bomb. So that's a cool combination you can do. That's fun. I wonder if they'll have like the, the Hylian shield back so you can get something that's like super durable. It's in the castle. Like those were... Um, Go explore around the castle. It's there. I've done some exploring around the castle. I found um, so some sort of back ways in, but I think like to, to get up to like the. Are you talking about like, the, the stuff that's still remaining on the ground or the stuff that's raised I was, up? I was told it's around there, and because okay. um, I have a buddy of mine who found it already, hmm. so I was told it's around there. Like it's probably in the castle, and there is a shrine up there. Yeah, I've, I've seen it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone back and done it yet. Well, there there's a way to get. Up in there. Um, oh, yeah. I could auto-build something and fly right up. No big deal. I think that's a good point. But, like, the uh, there's, like, a, a speed run currently of the game that's, like, 47 minutes or something like that. So there's ways to do it early. I don't know what it is. So, I don't know. It kind of seems like that's... that That's got to be, like, the, the end game, right? Like, it, it doesn't... It, it's got to be like Breath of the Wild in that like you could go do all the story stuff or you could probably just skip to the boss fight. I have no idea. I don't know either. In fear of that, I'm not going there. Mm. <laughs> I'm just not touching the castle <laughs> with the 10-foot pole. I'm just not doing it. And like Ganondorf, he's like sitting there like playing the, the, the pipe organ or some shit. And like, oh, I guess we're going to fight now. You got your tree branch. <laughs> but it's got a horn attached to it. so it's, you know. Yeah, so it's a strong tree branch. Yeah, you know, it's helpful. I think that um, it seems like axes are more durable this time around, which is good, because I like to keep an axe handy because you chop down some trees. Yeah. A lot of those um, logs are really durable. Mm. And if you when you see one of the uh, creepy trees, <laughs> um, which scared the shit out of me for oh, yeah. that happened. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was horrifying. Just like, oh, God, it's going at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they always drop a, a big tree branch thing that has... Increased durability, and that's mm. always good to oh, load nice. with some stuff. Heck yeah. Um, the really creepy thing... I like lighting on fire, though. Oh yeah, I like them on fire and just start wailing on me. Oh yeah, totally. The really... Uh, the big nope enemy for me right now... I pretty much will fight anything right now except the fucking gloom hands. F those oh, things. Yeah. The second I see them, I run like a bitch. And they're not hard to beat. assholes. They're not hard to beat. You just gotta get on a surface above them where mm. they can't reach you because they won't climb. So you can sit up there and just pop shop them with bombs. And the one time I did that, a fucking... They condensed together and a fucking Phantom Ganon popped out. Oh, shit. And he proceeded to curb stomp me. So I'm like, I'm not touching these things. I, I'm, I'm just not. It's not beneficial to me. I found one in a cave and pooed myself. <laughs> uh, it was the first time I saw one. And these things suck. 
and they pop up in the worst spots mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, there's one on the Great Plateau in the middle of the woods. I'm like, fuck that woods. Not going there anymore. Uh, you I can found, have it. <laughs> I found a couple just in Central Hyrule, oh. just walking around. Um, and yeah, they're 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 dicks. They'll chase you. It's it's just really really annoying. I hate those goddamn hands. Mm. They make me um, I'm having flashbacks of a particular enemy in Elden Ring that I hated. It was just this, it was just a big body and it just had a bunch of arms attached to it. It was like this big grafted thing, and you couldn't like you couldn't stagger the thing and it just kept coming at you. And God, I was having flashbacks. It was it was terrible. Uh, just gotta hate those things. <laughs> They load you up with quests. There's a lot of things you like. You poke around, you find like people going and going about their their business. They'll give you tons of things to do. I should tell you about the great fairies. Oh sure, yeah. So there's the four great fairies. They're in different locations. Mm. Um, they're typically found around um, a couple of the taverns. Oh, interesting. And they're locked to you, just like they were in Breath of the Wild. But in Breath of the Wild, you had to give them X amount of rubies, and they opened up. In this one. They go, ah, monster. And then they reminisce about a particular musical instrument that they heard that they enjoyed. And so there's a quest chain um, that you go through to bring musicians to them to play music for Hmm. them to open up. And you have to do that by, and you start that whole thing by becoming a member of that gazette thing. Okay. The newspaper. Um, And that starts the chain of events with that. Um, I did find a guy who played a trumpet trapped in a hole. I haven't found him. And I got him out. Yeah, I haven't found him. That's part of it. Okay. Like, the the first one, um, like, the conductor and the violinist are there, and you have, to do, you have to become a Gazette member in order to interact with them in a way for them to do something. And then what it is is they eventually are like, take us to the ferry, and so they hop in a wagon, and you unlock a harness for your horse by getting stable points, by visiting stables and mm-hmm. resting at stables and things like that. And you get that as your first reward, and it's a harness for your horse. And you attach it to the wagon, and you just take him up to the ferry to play the violin, and boom, you got a great ferry. And that ferry then proceeds to tell you where the other three are located. They mark them on your map. Um, and so you know where they are, but you have to gain more band, band members in order to unlock the other fairies. So I had hmm. to go through a quest chain with... I had to find the guy who plays the flute. And I had to do a quest chain with him in order to get him to go back to his band. And then I had to build an, a big ATV thing to take them up to the fairy because there was, like, rubble and crap in the way. So that's how you do your fairies in this game. They have okay. these little quests with them. Um, and... I can't remember how strong the armor was in Breath of the Wild, but like all of it starts to like three dur- uh, defense, which mm. is very little. Um, if you upgrade them twice and have a full set upgraded, you that's when you unlock the set ability. Um, I've only done that with one set so far, and that was the miner set, which is a set you find in the depths and just gives off light around you. It was handy. And it's an uh, upgrade ability as it'll leave... Now and then, occasionally, it'll leave a spot where you've stood glowing. So it'll leave some glowing footprints, so to speak. It, it, it's a good set. I like it. It looks cool, and the light's really handy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to burn as much of yeah. those uh, bright flowers. It's only a little area around you. It's not going to be, like, I'm not going to be able to see out in front of me. Well, like, it'll just help you from walking up a cliff. Yeah, you'll see a cliff coming. You're like, okay. Um, now it's time to chuck a flower, so to speak. Um, so it, it's a good set to get. Um, God, this game is so fucking good. 
I'm just going to say that 12 more times. Ugh. Yeah, they uh, seem to have made a quality video game. Yeah, I'm thoroughly impressed. This is really ambitious, what yeah. they're doing with this. With yeah, the, yeah, the sure. full customization you can do with this. Even shrines, it, the puzzles to them, they want you to do them in a certain way, but because of the crafting system and with it, you still... There's multiple ways to complete the things. Mm -hmm. One really bugged me. It was one where you had to build an item around rails in order to carry you across certain chasms and things. And it was really fun. And then it got to one point where it was two rails, and then the rails eventually ended, and there was a new rail in the middle of them. So you had to build an object to go around the two rails, um, and then land on the single rail to take you the rest of the way and it, all it gave you was these flat metal surfaces and three fans and the puzzle was very straightforward and i built the thing it took me over a half hour to get through this dungeon hmm. the shrine just because if you don't build it just right i kept getting caught on the junction onto the other set of rails I just kept getting stuck there, and I had to rebuild it over and over and over again in order to finally did it. And then when I finally did do it, I got all the way to the end of it, but I realized that it wanted me to build it in a way that I was on top of it. And so I couldn't get to the platform I was mm -hmm. needed to go to, so I had to then go all the way back and rebuild it again. Jeez. And go through it all over again. Um, some of those are a lot of fun like there was one that teaches you how to use the stabilizer zoni which just will keep whatever's attached to it vertical or in a certain way or bring it upward so you had to like attach different pieces to it and activate it and it would shoot upward and like throw something that was on it or create a higher platform for you to get onto hmm. to do a vertical jump through and then you had to build this really long thing and use it to essentially launch you across a giant chasm. It's really good what they're doing with these shrines. It seems it's a like, lot of fun. It seems like a lot of the shrines are around, are built around like constructing those sorts of things. Yeah, a lot of shrines are construction solves. Um, it's like they imported Nintendo Labo into <laughs> Legend of Zelda. Oh man, those cardboard things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember that from like 2019? Oh, 2018, God. whenever those came out? We thought it was going to be the future. <laughs> I don't think anyone thought no, it was going to be No, nobody did. <laughs> that was like their VR headset. You could build like the, the cardboard <laughs> goggles to slide your Switch into. I think it's a pretty nice looking game. Uh, I have run into, like not like severe performance issues, but there were like, like the, the towers that have like the uh, spikes around them. I think the one going up into like the... Uh, not the one in Hebra, but the region just below Hebra. Um, there was uh, the the tower had a lot of those those bramble spikes around it, and I was just like chucking fire at them just to burn them all up. And I had a lot of fire going at the same time, so the frame rate took a hit. Uh, other than that, I haven't really run into any technical issues. Um, I think that uh, you know the the draw distance is pretty good. Like when you're in the sky, falling down, of course, you'll get like a, some some pop in happening as you get closer. But like the the major features are noticeable and distinguishable, and like so as you can like see your important landmarks and shrines and things like that. 
I've seen it in like when I was on like the beach, for instance. I ran up, and then enemies start appearing on structures. So mm. I've noticed that, mm. and then I've noticed one little thing with the a flag waving in the wind in the heavier region, and it was just kind of clipped. Mm. Um, so I've had a couple of visual things, but nothing that it was fine. I was like, right. oh, whatever. That just didn't load right. Who gives a crap? Right. Um, it's not like Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low bar it's a low bar <laughs> but yeah I mean it, it just goes to show they're like hey the, the, the Switch is capable of a competent overworld I mean the, I think this game looks better than some other games I've played on the, the other consoles like, well, yeah, it, it, it's, and a lot of that has to do with like like art design the artistic direction that they choose to, to game art is very fitting for what the, this system is capable of when you're not going for photorealism, it's easier to pull that sort of thing off. Oh. The, the depths uh, look nice. It's nice and creepy down there. It's so creepy down there, and it's really fun. And there's a cool, there's cool points in the depths as well, where it's literally just like a very, 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 very long pillar. It'll just go all the way up to the top, hmm. and it's just one little entry point at the bottom. And you're like, what? What is this thing? And I realize it, it's for the ascent. You're supposed to ascend through that to get to a point in the overworld, and that's how I got to the Lost Woods. Um, was okay. through one of those things. Yeah. So you were right. But the first time I found one of those things, I popped up on one of the endpoints of the Bridge of Hyrule, one of those large arcs. I popped up on top of that, and I was looking down across the bridge, and there's a fucking. Gleeko or whatever the hell that three-headed dragon Gleok? thing, Gleok or whatever the thing is called. I, I guy's a motherfucker. That guy's a motherfucker. I, I I refuse to go anywhere near it. I'm terrified. I have no idea when I should take this thing on. But oh, that, that was a sight. <laughs> just all of a sudden, just like oh hello, friend there. Hi, <laughs> just <laughs> bird buddy, get him. <laughs> That was really good. Uh, I, I really like the uh, they can t- have a buddy come along with you. And I, I presume that when you go to these other places, there'll be like another buddy that comes along with you. I've seen a clip you. and it's just four of them gangbanging somebody. Just, <laughs> just. I, that, um, that, that, that would be uh, uh, quite impressive and awesome if everybody follows you at the same time. They do. Shit. Yeah, you got four little ghost buddies following around just wreaking havoc on everything. God, and hopefully the game doesn't run like shit when that happens. Well, hopefully but cool. not. Plus, like, how am I going to use those particular abilities? Because, like, to use the gust wind, you have to go up to your ghost buddy and mm. press A and then press A again. But what if they're, like, all around and yeah. you just hit the wrong one and then you want to use the other one? So I, I don't know how easily it is going to be to interact with all of those, especially if they're running amok, just murdering everything in sight. I don't think we have any reason to believe that it's going to function poorly. Everything else in the game functions really well. Yeah. So, I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm super excited to see what the other dungeons have in store after that Krigora thing, mm. which was an awesome fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm pumped for this game. I, I it's been a while since I played a game where I'm at work. And I'm just shaking to get home so I can put more hours into this thing. Where are you headed next? Um, gonna spend some more time in the depths. Well, what I wanted to do was I wanted to get to Hatana Village because I found the warp pad. So you can put a point on the map to warp to, and then you can cancel it and then drop it again somewhere else. But it's deactivated, so you have to get Robbie, the guy with the goggles, to fix it, 
and he had to go through a little bit of a quest in order to get him to the point where he's like, all right, I'm done here. I'm going to go back to my lab. So now I'm trying to get to Hatana Village so I can meet up with him to see if he get that fixed. Um, I just got to Kakariko as well because um, I can't quite remember where Hatana was. Mm. Um, and there's other things like the the clothing dye I want to do and there I got uh, two different cloths for the paraglider so I can change what the paraglider oh, nice. looks like. So I want to do a couple cosmetic things like that as well. Um, but first I want to see what's going on at Kakariko because there's bunch of like fallen stuff all over it like these big rings and stuff there, there's mm. there's a lot going on in Kikariko already I, I just got there activated the shrine and then left but there's a lot going on just at glance of Kikariko <laughs> your village looks like shit see you later yeah see you, see you in a bit don't worry I'll be back gonna go underground for a while um, like I was saying earlier, I'm going to finish up the Northeast segment, and then I think before I try to go to Akala, I'll probably head down south and just try to like finish up the entire west side of the map before I go branching out again. Try to do the Gerudo mm-hmm. area first, and then... Because it doesn't tell you where to I go can... after that, so right. I think it, it really is like free-for-all at that point. So mm-hmm. I probably will end up doing the same thing. Um, I want to get some stuff, um, and then start doing what you're doing, and just scout the crap out of certain regions like that, um, like what you're doing. And the star thing where you're just mapping your resting points and then deleting it as you go, that's a good idea. Yeah, that way you can keep track of where you've, where you've been. And if you're doing it region by region, um, you're, you're, you're not going to run the risk of being like, okay, well, what regions have I been to? What regions have I not been to yet? So, and one thing that, that does work to your advantage, they give you more pins like the little glowy pins that you can put down if you want to. And then they give you... In Breath of the Wild, you had a maximum of 200 stamps you can put down. Now you got a maximum of 300 stamps you can put down. So you're really able to mark a lot of stuff. Um, I did find out, though, the hero's journey trait is in this as well. The thing that maps where you've been. Oh, the, the hero's path. The hero's path. That's nice. what it's called. That is in there. I don't know how to unlock it, but it's in there. Hmm. Um, so that's another thing to get. It looks like a lot of the DLC stuff that was in Breath of the Wild you're just getting. Like, I found the Phantom Helm. I had the Fierce Deity boots. Um, the oh, was that pad. the DLC? Warp Pad was DLC. Oh. Um, I got the, the the Dark Link set already. Mm-hmm. That was with the pose under the ground, which there's, like, more than five of them. I found five already. But every single time you go to a different one of those weird pose statues, that's when you unlock another piece of gear. Is it the same sort of... Um statue that's up in like your your main hub yeah um but they're bigger okay and you can give him a hundred pose to reveal one on your map so you know where they are Hmm. um and one of them or you can just ask the internet or you can just ask the internet um i save your pose i pay the pose i have a lot of pose i want to do this do this right um but one of them actually is um a big quest chain that takes place in the plateau Hmm. so this was really cool and the great plateau there are four pits to the depths up there, and you had to do this thing to find one of those little post statues there. And then he goes, collect my eyes, throw them in the pits, and reunite them with my body down there. So there's four pits That's and four grisly. eyes. They're just these big ass stone eyes, and you have to find them. And they're located where the shrines were in the oh, okay. in Breath of the Wild. So yeah. it's a little hashback, like one of them where you got where you unlock the bombs, so the shrine they unlock the bomb. It's under a pile of gravel that you gotta blow up to get the get the eye out. Hmm. And you're just taking, throwing the pit, 
you jump in after it, and then you take it to the statue, stick the eye in its socket, and then back up you go to get the other one. Oh, very that good. took me a while, because it was just a lot of back mm. and forth and a lot of traversing. And mm. it was fun, because when you got to the depths, you had to do different things in order to get there quickly. So when you had to build a mine cart and get, go along the rails, and when you had to build a vehicle to drive it, when I built a, a thing to fly over there with it. So there was different ways to get them there efficiently. Mm-hmm. Really, it was a cool quest. I really liked it. It just took a minute. It, the game has so much to do. It, it yeah. is absolutely yeah. absurd. Yeah, it's um, it, it's understandable why they're not re- releasing another like major first party game until July. There's one like uh, Pikmin Four is the next like major game. Um, and yeah, it's weird. It's, it's I'm actually appreciative that there's not like more major games coming out between. Talk about Dokemon Kingdom just came out too. Dokemon Kingdom did just come out. I do uh, have the physical copy. I'm, I'm gonna stick it on my wish list because I think that's one that I probably will want digital, just so it's always on there. Um, it is tempting to get a physical version though, because like the physical Wii version is worth a lot of money now. So. Yeah. Maybe I'll just keep it wrapped in the foil and buy the. You're <laughs> gonna double dip. It's double dip on. It's Dokemon Kingdom. There's a game to do it. It's that game. That game's fucking awesome. Oh, we'll, we'll have to uh, talk about Dogobone Kingdom in greater depth at some point over the next few weeks because were we were we podcasting when that game released on on Wii? I don't remember. I feel like we were. We started in 2010. We'll have to look up the release date for Dogobone Kingdom on Wii. I can't remember. I don't remember. We either. should get a game Yumi and Ryan going and just play it bit by bit before every pod. Hmm. That game takes a long time. This game takes a really long time. That is a full-blown, like, 40-plus hour game. And like, it's, cut, is... it's cutthroat. Yeah. Like, we could get a gentleman's agreement going just so that we, like, can see the game through to the end. We could put an NPC in there and just and, and team decide, up on it. Yeah. Decide that's the bad guy. we got to make sure he doesn't win. Yeah, any of us wins, that they're good. Yeah, as, as long as that I guy's have... in fourth place. Like, I don't care if I'm in first, as long as that guy's in fourth. Have you completed the game? I don't think I've ever finished Dodo and Kingdom. I, I have finished it. Because it... Like, even if you're like oh. like by yourself, it takes a long ass time. A long. I, it was my solo play that I did, hmm. but yeah, I, I beat that game by myself, and that was even then. It was, it was coming to the wire. The computer in that game is brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like and then the game like uh, worse than like even like Mario Kart rubber banding, like old school Mario Kart. Like it will deliberately try to fuck over the person that's in the lead. It's always trying to bring the lead person back down into last place. But that's not Breath of the Wild. That's not Tears that's, of the Kingdom. That's not Tears of the Kingdom. That's, that's Dokemon Or Kingdom. Breath of the Wild. It's, it's, not it's that neither either. game. Yeah. Um, t- how do we combine Tears of the Kingdom and Dokemon Kingdom? Tears of the Dokemon Kingdom. It's Yeah. Uh, and there are many is, tears in that game. Link, yeah, Link, Link is going through a world map and having turn-taking fights. And, and everybody's like, extremely racist. Yeah, of course. Of course. Just, Ni hao. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that came. So, anything else we need to discuss about Tears of the Kingdom before we close it out here? I mean, I think that was a good point of closing. I mean, I say we put the Poker Show on hold and just have a Zelda show for a while, Legend of the Nintendo show, and just do that for a bit. I mean. Well, we'll- well, we'll be one. What we're going to do next week, and Ryan is back, is we're going to do. We're going to pivot to the retro show because we haven't done one for May, so that'll be the last show in May, and then we'll figure out what we want to go through there. Because Ryan might want to talk some Zelda now that he's getting further into it. 
because he he like uh, appreciates a whole different aspect of the game where he gets really like into the combat of it and taking down like the the, the high noxes and the lionels and maybe he'll go after one of those frocks. I think we're going to hear a lot of interesting builds with Ryan about building things mm. and what his favorite combination was because I think that's going to be the aspect of the game that Ryan's going to lose his shit. With. Um, maybe um, just pouring hours into that. No. Um, maybe we do a combining and do the Legend of the Poker Show. Maybe have like just, a, a quiz show and Zelda talk. Just talk a bit about <laughs> Zelda and then talk about some Pokemon stuff. Anyway, that's that's not important. Yeah, right that's now. off air talk. Uh, I I don't think Ryan is going to like Tears of the Kingdom though because there's no double jump. So there's 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 a more fun double jump. <laughs> that's strapping a bomb to your shield and jumping on it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> But you know, no double jump. <laughs> that that was that was one of his complaints about Xenoblade. There's no double jump, really. <laughs> anyway, was there a jump in Xenoblade? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, but but it's it's like an, an borderline RPG. pointless. It's an RPG. Like you're not you're not, it's not supposed to be a platformer. You know, yeah, like exactly. To, if if there's a cliff, you're not trying to jump your way up it. You're gonna find your way around. Anyway. That's not the point. I'm not here to dissect how wrong he is about Xenoblade. Uh, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom, super awesome game. We'll definitely be talking about it for the next several months, and we'll get Ryan's thoughts on it when we all catch back up. Um, end of podcast. So long. <laughs> <laughs>